Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Seven ways to grow your startup or scale up with no cash. Uh, Now, people think you need experience and cash to be able to start or scale a business. Wouldn't it be great if we all started with those, but most of us don't. Every master was once a disaster. Every winner was once a beginner. Now, I just interviewed Theo Pafitis for my podcast that will be coming out in a couple of weeks as I speak. And of course, he's one of the most famous dragons. And I asked him uh, what makes someone investable. Uh, And the short answer was that he's not looking for their money and not necessarily looking for their experience, because if they had money and experience, they wouldn't need him. So what he's looking for is work ethic, ability to solve problems, passion, enthusiasm, persistence, relentlessness, smarts, uh, real common sense, business common sense. Uh, And all these things are, or most of those are human traits. If I list it out again, the human traits, because I think it's really important. Um, Because when you use money and use experience, you can get lazy. You, You can be wasteful. You cannot track properly. Uh, You can assume an entitled right that you should get a return on investment because you've got experience and because you've got money. But that's definitely not always the case. So this is really important. I've got seven things that I'll share with you, seven ways to grow your startup or scale up with no cash. But before I do, I just want to restate those things that you've got. Now, you may not believe you've got them. You may feel like you're struggling. You may look at other people and think it's easier for them. They've got money. They've got backing. They've got experience. But remember, every human being has the traits within them to be a successful business owner, to start it, to scale it, to sell it. Uh, And so creativity costs nothing. You don't even need experience for that. It's a human trait. Resourcefulness and innovation cost nothing. They're human traits. A passion, desire, enthusiasm, hunger, energy, drive. They cost nothing. They're human traits. Uh, An ability or a desire to solve problems, uh, to be a fixer of issues, to be a good communicator, to be honest, to be trustworthy. All of those are human traits and they are investable traits. So remember that Uh, and use those when you don't have the money uh, and you don't have the experience. And actually, you'll probably get a better return on on investment of those. I've had um, years where I've had 100, 200,000 pounds worth of marketing costs unaccounted for because we were just whacking up our spend, hire everyone, spend everywhere because you know, you have a good year or two, maybe you get a bit lazy, maybe you get complacent or maybe you get a bit aggressive. Uh, uh, We spend, what, £125,000, £130,000 a month, give or take now on marketing, um, direct uh, marketing. And if if I'm honest, is is every single penny of that tracked? Probably not. Is there some wastage there? Yeah, there's 20% of that. That's a test spend. That's just really me saying, well, uh, I'll expect to lose that in the hope that I'll find a new marketing strategy, whether it's Spotify ads or Amazon ads or a podcast ads or whatever that might work. But I have to burn some money to get the lessons. And the great thing is, if you haven't got any money, you don't have to do all that and you can't and you have to use all these traits and skills. Okay, so number one, then 
um, is help from friends and families. And I'm going to give you live examples of these. Not just This is not just me um, giving you theory. I've built a business. I've done more than £100 million in sales. In fact, I've built probably six or seven businesses. Probably do £20 million this year, give or take. Um, so I'm speaking from experience, not saying that to, to brag. Of course, there's many people who are much more successful than me, and I try and learn from them too. Um, so when I started in business, Mark and I didn't feel that we had the money or we, th- we thought it was a little bit early for us to invest in stuff. We weren't necessarily right about that, but that's what we thought. So we asked Mark's mum to help a few hours a week, and she did, and she didn't want to be paid for that. Uh, we did offer a little bit, and we didn't have a, a lot, or at least we didn't think we did. Um, and then when she'd done a bit of work and saved us a bit of time, and we'd made a bit of money, we paid her some and then gave her more work and more work. And then we hired my mum, and she did the same. She just helped out, um, a bit, bit of random admin, maybe helping at some events and things like that, just to get us by and get us through. Um, and again, we offered to pay a little bit, but she didn't want any because I guess we were cashing in the goodwill of the family. And now um, we've also, Mark and I, done that for friends. We've hired many friends in the early years. Not saying that's be- better for a bigger business. Friends and family in a bigger business is probably not the right call. But we're talking about seven ways to grow your business with no cash when you're usually starting up or scaling up. This leads to the second point then. Um, so contra deals or swaps, uh, an exchange of experience rather than an exchange of services. And I'll give you some examples. Um, I went to a business club meeting in 2006, I think it was. I met a chap there called Lyndon Wright who did IT web hosting. Uh, he did uh, Google AdWords and uh, your commercial elements of your website. So the e-commerce engine, the landing pages, etc. And he was good at that. Uh, and I didn't really want to pay him um, because we were just starting out. And I sourced properties and he wanted to buy some properties. So we did a deal and I sourced him a few properties over the year. Um, there were three, four, five grand a pop. And he matched that with building the AdWords campaigns and landing pages and doing all of our IT. And that re- worked really well. I mean, we worked together for probably nearly 10 years and that was great. They don't always work. Just saying, though, if you haven't got the cash, you've got to be creative. Uh, and then there's a, a great friend of mine, Nick Hilson, who's a great designer. Um, he did a lot of design for us in the early days and he would either delay payment for us or um, we'd give him some other benefits. Um, I know that he used to take equity in some businesses in exchange for some of his sort of pro bono work or his work outside his own agency. So you could do swaps of what you've got, your experience, your product, your service for theirs until you can pay. Um, OK, the third thing then is, and this is huge, by the way, is leveraging all social media. So at the moment, I'm recording this on a Zoom H1. This will go on my money podcast. I'm doing it as a LinkedIn live. It's my second ever LinkedIn live. Uh, And of course, this is likely to be repurposed by my team into Instagram videos, YouTube videos and Facebook videos for groups, etc. So are you leveraging all the social media? Now, people do complain about social media. And I just think, why? Why are you complaining about being able to reach thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of people for free at the speed of light over the Internet? Why are you moaning about that? What is wrong with you? And now there is LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. They're all huge. There's podcasts, there's Twitter, there's WhatsApp. They're all huge. And you can instantly, across multiple channels, reach your ideal client in Facebook groups. Uh, and this is probably the, the area where it's easiest to reach a target demographic. Because if you're in property, uh, for example, you can join my property, progressive property community, which has 23,500 active property investors. If you're a disruptive entrepreneur, you can join my Facebook group, the Disruptive Entrepreneur Community, which has 16,000 disruptive entrepreneurs. Uh, And you're right in your ideal client community and demographic and pool. Where else could you find that many clients? Uh, Now, or potential clients, I should say. 
Now, there's a Facebook group for everything. So Facebook groups are huge. Facebook are biasing Facebook groups. If you look in your feed, uh, most of your um, posts that you'll see in your feed now are from groups and posts within groups. So jump on this. Um, but I believe in multiple streams of leads. I believe in multiple streams of income. I think it's really important. Yes, it's a bit overwhelming in today's modern world. Um, what you used to just do TV, radio and print. And now, of course, like I said, there's LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook groups, Facebook pages, Facebook profiles, Instagram, Instagram stories, LinkedIn lives, LinkedIn groups, podcasts, Twitter, WhatsApp groups. But just get with the program and leverage as many of them as you can. Focus maybe on your main one, um, most of your time and your second and third one, a bit of your time. Um, help getting uh, outsourced. Um, Blah, 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 I'm a professional speaker. Look at me. I can't even speak. Yeah. So you get the picture. I'm going to move on to point four. And that is asking for referrals. Now, if you have a business, you can ask your existing clients for referrals. Who do people know? People like them. So who do, who do your ideal clients know? Other ideal clients of yours. Um, so when was the last time you found up every single one of your clients? Um, I have a little two-step referral program. It's nice and simple. Um, phone them up or, or send them a message. Give them a little bit of an incentive to give you some feedback. What can we improve in our business? How are you liking our products and services? What should we start? What should we stop? What should we keep? Um, take a week or two to collect all that feedback. Put any necessary imp improvements into your products or services. And then phone them all back up and say, hey, thank you for your feedback. Um, I've, I've got a gift for you. I can give you 20% off my products and um, sell them something else. Or ask them for a referral and say that you can share 20% of what they spend with them. You should be doing that three or four times a year with every single one of your clients. And if you're not, why not? Um, so if you haven't yet got a business, then you start doing that with friends and you start doing that with family. And yeah, some people say you shouldn't mix business and pleasure. I disagree. I love business. And um, if I didn't mix business with pleasure, I would not do anything that's fun because all I do that's fun is business related. Um, so there's nothing wrong with asking friends. And, it, and, and if you've got friends and you don't really want to do business with them, ask if they know people and get a referral to someone to someone. Okay, so number five then is building a proper referral program. We, we call it our ambassador program. Now, we do almost a million pounds a year just from our referrals, um, our ambassadors. Uh, we have a proper program where we have a, a leaderboard and competitions and we help them with um, marketing and making it easy to refer their clients. And we have a, a good tracking system. And, you know, we use a good CRM system and we pay them a healthy share of the money. We pay them 50% of our net profit, which is pretty generous, I feel. Um, now, I read a great book called um, How to Sell Anything to Anybody by Joe Girard. And I thought that was a sales book. And I was looking for some sales strategies. This was, what, 2007 or eight, or It was a long time ago, 10 years ago plus. Um, and actually, it's a book about building a referral business. It's about um, getting leads. It's about getting incoming business, the pull rather than the push. So definitely recommend that book, How to Sell Anything to Anybody. You could build a great referral program around that and get your, business, your new business and clients for free. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to get referrals. It's the cheapest form of marketing and often the best quality of client. Okay, number six then is go to all the industry events. You've got to get out and about. Sometimes I feel like I'm a bit insular. I live in this sort of little area here and don't go anywhere and do lives and podcasts and uh, become a bit of a hermit and a, um, an introvert. And then I remind myself, I love going to events. I love speaking at events. I love meeting and speaking to people. So go to networking events, expos, exhibitions, workshops, seminars, go to all the free courses that you can. Mark and I used to make a pledge, a commitment to each other. If we were going to pay for a, a masterclass or a workshop, you know, a £2,000 course or a five or £10,000 mentorship, which we did regularly, we would go and, and get some clients from it uh, in excess of the fees that we paid to make the course free. Uh, and we did £200,000 in sales in our first 18 months. 
just from networking events, going to uh, various different workshops where we were learning. We were the student. But importantly, and by the way, we weren't sort of scraping or selling in the room. We'd get there early for breakfast. We'd network in the breaks. We'd network um, at lunch. We'd stay for dinner. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd always stay in London or wherever the events were being held and not travel there and back. So I could network in the dinners and we'd meet the people and we'd do the business afterwards. Uh, and you can do that. It's not going to cost you any money. Well, OK, if you go on um, delivery courses and seminars, it might. But that's a good qualifier to meet good people. But all the free events is going to cost you nothing. And then finally, number seven is collaborations, joint ventures. Get people to promote you. Now, people will promote you if A, you, are, you have a great product or service. B, they trust you and like you. C, you pay them good money. So if they don't know you yet and you're not that big, because I used to think, well, why would people want to promote me if they're bigger than me? But people will promote me if they're bigger than me if I'm a new kid on the block, so there's someone new to promote, and I pay them good money. So increase your commissions and pay affiliates and partners and influencers for referrals, for shout-outs, for paid promotions for you. Uh, now, you pay them uh, on the back end. Once you've done the sale, you pay them the commission. Now, you can pay them up front, but this is seven ways to grow your business with no cash. So let me summarise them then. Help from friends and family until you get started. You can afford staff. Um, do contra or swap deals where you can swap your products and services with theirs until you can pay for those services properly. Leverage all social media. All social media is huge. You can build a vast, probably, you could probably build a £100 million business or dollar business on all social media channels. Look at all these big influencers killing it on Instagram or, you know, hundreds of millions of downloads on their podcast or whatever. It really is possible, especially Facebook groups. Facebook groups are huge right now. Um, ask for referrals from others, either clients or friends or family or friends of friends. Build a proper referral program. We call it our ambassador program. Uh, help people refer you, make it easy for them, track well and pay well and fast. Go to industry events, as many as you can, and then do collaborations, joint ventures, and leverage influencers and affiliates and affiliate marketers and internet marketers to promote your work. So there you go, seven ways to grow your business with no cash. I hope you found this useful. Uh, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Thanks for tuning in.